0: is rising on an emerging generation of kings it's John chapter 4 from verse 34 John chapter 4 from verse 34 if you're there can you say amen Amen. alright let's do this together 34 we'll read all the way to verse 38 together can we do it can we do it together three to one we read jesus said to them my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work do you not say they are still no, we need to do this loud and clear. We're going to start again. I want energy. I want passion. Good to see you, sir. Let's do it. Three, two, one. Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the fields For they are already white for harvest. And he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life. That both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this the saying is true. One sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered... speaks for itself doesn't it he's saying you're saying to yourself the harvest is still four months away but it's saying if you look the way i see now if you look the way god sees you will stop postponing the harvest and you will know that this is the time look at somebody tell that person it is time." time this is a prophetic exhortation a prophetic charge to somebody that God has given you a prophetic word, a personal word. It's good to see you. Welcome back from school. He's giving you a personal word. And you're saying to yourself, eh, not a problem. When I become ordained as a preacher, when I become ordained as a minister, when I go through Bible school, when I start my own business, when I get the UN opportunity, and God is saying whatever it is you have been postponing, it is time to step into it. I'm not sure who's receiving this but this morning I'm not going to be priming the pump I'm just going to be heating it straight I'm saying to somebody prophetically and you know that it's you because there has been this uneasiness somewhere in the bowels of your spirit there's still been this sense of urgency and you did not even know what the urgency was all about God is saying it is time I was going to preach just a general thanksgiving exhortation message, and God said no you're going to tell them it is time slap three people a pound burning blister inducing eye retinning throats drying high five it gets worse doesn't it it gets better and tell that person it is oh I need you Lumi to get out of your seat don't get out of your seat look for three people Danny and tell them it is time Stop postponing it, stop thinking it's in the future, stop thinking it's later, stop thinking the when you're taller, when you're shorter, when you're fatter, when you're faster, when you're bigger, when you're, when you're richer, it is time who is speaking to you the person speaking to you is Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah El Shaddai, Jehovah El Elyon, Jehovah Shammah, Jehovah Mekadushchem, Jehovah Sikenu, more than that he's the king of kings, the lord of lords, he is the lord of the harvest, stop describing his harvest to him, he already knows the harvest, he knows the sequel, he knows the number of acres, he knows your inexperience, he knows that you're thinking to yourself maybe I need a boyfriend, maybe I need a Friend, maybe I need to graduate, and it's saying you've already graduated out of certain things, certain schools that you were admitted into, but you didn't know I was taking you through all along. I already wired something in you, worked something in you, and now it is it is time, it is time, Father. We thank you for the spirit of grace. Spot for all over this house. We operate by the spirit of revelation. And we enter into the fullness of your plans and purposes as a house we stand grateful as we look over our shoulders and see 24 months not a sunday in debt not a sunday that was down not a sunday without the word not a sunday without a strong atmosphere and your presence not a sunday without new people walking into this place many times from out of the city remember the sunday somebody came in all the way from kaduna just to be with us at kings what a good God you are, what a faithful God you are. Only you can do those things. We honor you with our hearts. We take a posture of thanksgiving and we align our hearts in bowed posture with this word. It is time. We we'll receive it done right now. In Jesus' name we prayed. Amen. I don't have enough time to begin to establish. The details of this truth, but you can conduct the survey yourself. My wife claims that this is one of the most shocking truths I've espoused to her and to some of you in smaller circles before. And this is the truth that the disciples were not the old men, middle aged men with long beards, wearing flowing robes like you see in my book of Bible stories or some other picturesque presentation of the times and life of Jesus. They were not some kind of accomplished people. Actually, they were teenagers the disciples were teenagers many of them were between 13 and 17 years old and one of the ways in which we know the evidence is through the scriptures oftentimes just will call them children sometimes it will say children by the way remember when it was going up to heaven do you know what it said to them it said i will not leave you what orphans I will not leave you orphans. In other words, fatherless. So I will send you another comforter. Why was it saying that? Because in the Jewish tradition at 11 or 12 there's something called the Bar Mitzvah which is the rite of passage and once you go through the rite of passage you are established in a line for a career. You are given a mentor. So if you are going into uh, ministry as we call it now, if you're going to the work of teaching Judaism you'll be given a rabbi a teacher who is your mentor. If you're going to fishing like uh, Peter and John the sons of Zebedee he called them out of fishing because they were already in the family business carpentry was the family business of Jesus come on somebody so your first assignment is not always your true calling uh, it's not always your true calling your first gift might not be your major gift the first gift that gains expression in your life might not be your major gift and so they were now sold out to Jesus. This is one of the reasons why the mother of James and John would come to Jesus and what would he say to them? He would say uh, to Jesus, please, in your kingdom, since you have aborted and terminated the fishing prospect of my children, since you have meandered them away from the career that their father was thinking of them taking up the family business, so now when you get to your kingdom what should you do? Make them minister of oil and gas and minister of finance so that I can sort out their future because this Jesus you're following is too controversial to have a career plan for you yeah. he's too he's too haphazard he he blows hot and cold one day he's putting people uh, giving fish and bread to people next and he's cursing the king uh, so I need to talk to him personally come on somebody uh, by the way many times when we think about how Jesus walked up to Peter and said follow me and I'll make you fishers of men many times we think it was just jazz now juju follow me it wasn't just that instantaneously, the Bible is a companion, but it's a summary many times. It means that he sold something to Peter. He sold Peter a vision saying you're operating at a level of influence where you're catching fish, but if you follow me, I will turn you into a fisher of men. It was, as it were, a mission pitch, or what people would call in business a sales pitch. The reason Peter followed Jesus was not because there was jazz in his mouth. It was because Peter understood that my life is more valuable following him than eating fish. Nobody really follows any assignment until they can see value in that assignment. So anytime you're in a relationship where you're hesitant a church where you're hesitant or ministry it is because the vision has not been made clear to you. But let me start first with the vision of Jesus. This is the reason Jesus starts with the vision of himself when he appears to Saul. The reason Saul left Judaism the reason Saul left uh, uh, the Pharisee uh, attack and approach that he had to the kingdom or to the things of God was because Jesus revealed a. A brighter future to him let me say to somebody who might not be saved or maybe you're saved and your salvation is an installment you're, you're still sort of like hesitant am I saved or not I don't want to be like this crazy people who shout uh, in church let me tell you something Jesus can do more with your life than you can do with the entire generation oh that yes was not very convincing I said Jesus can do with your own life so much more than you can do with your generations by yourself Have I got a witness from somebody who's following Jesus? Have I got a witness from somebody who knows it is true? That Jesus can do more with a fishing net than he can do with all the boats at the Sea of Galilee. Jesus can do more with your voice than all the record labels in the world can do with it. Jesus can do more with your life. If you're on the brink today and you're saying, well, I don't get this Jesus thing. This is the voice of Jesus saying, I made your life. I'm in the best position to maximize it. And so there were children, there were young people trying to find their feet. Let me ask you a question Where were you at 13? Uh huh. Now, "Mm" has a message. Where were you at 13? You were running. Second, what were you doing? Stealing somebody's Gary from. (laughs) What were you doing at 13? Tell me. Facebook, some people on Facebook. Reading novels. Oh my goodness, romance novels. Some of you were playing around, telling lies. Some of you were breaking out of the house, climbing fences. So imagine where you were at thirteen. You were not fully developed. You were still trying to find yourself. You were still trying to locate what your future would hold for you. Some of you dated boys that you will never look at again. have I got a witness on that oh some of you didn't didn't date the boy some of you dated girls some of you men you are putting spirit on your chin so that hair will come out table you are looking at you got a measuring tape 0.1 cm it's growing Some of you were trying to borrow your cousin's watch to look like the life of the part. The watch that glowed in the dark. Even though you were not the light of the world. So there were young people trying to find... They are featuring, they are on a certain mi- missionary trip, in fact, it's not a missionary trip, they're just walking with Jesus. Jesus says, I'm hungry, and then they go into the city like good children good prodigies, disciples, and they bring food for Jesus. Lo and behold, he's speaking to a certain woman. This woman is a Samaritan woman. This woman is not from the uh, ancestry of their idolized, if I can use that expression, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. is a strange woman. Well, Jesus speaks to this woman and gives her a brand new future. And that is where our text begins. But it said, Jesus, we want to buy you food. What's going on? It said, My food is to do the work of my Father. My food, what satisfies me, is to express the virtue. The glory, the power of my father is to impart life to the father. What satisfies me is good for you to give. Yes, that's amazing. It's good for you to dance. That has its place. It's good for you to sing. But what satisfies me is not your money that you drop in the offering basket. Yes, we needed to fix things and all of that. It's not the dance. Yes, that creates a great, great atmosphere. It's not the music. What satisfies me is that the life of my father is finding expression in the earth. says if that is not done I'm not satisfied if my life is not being perpetuated if my character if my nature if my essence is not getting ground is not redeeming people is not shaping environments, is not transforming lives I am not satisfied look at somebody say Jesus wants his life everywhere some of you didn't say that with conviction in your voice say like a preacher jesus wants his life he said that's my food that's what satisfies me when somebody is saved when a life is changed and he said to them he said in your mind you're saying you know four months from now why was it saying four months from now because literally from the agricultural calendar where jesus was standing it was four months literal four months away from the time of the harvest so he's saying you're looking at the harvest you're saying well it's uh, four months from now we'll begin to reap he was saying to them that you're saying to yourself that we need more time before the harvest (laughs) but it said look when Now the harvest is already white. What harvest were the natural humans seen? They were seeing the natural harvest. The barley and the wheat. What harvest was Jesus speaking about? He wasn't speaking about the natural harvest. He was speaking about the spiritual harvest. He was speaking about the souls that needed to be saved. He said, when God says, My ways are not your ways, and not my thoughts are not your thoughts, He says, As the heavens are above the earth, so are my ways above your ways, my thoughts above your thoughts. Whilst you're worrying about bread and fish or a job, God is excited about what He's going to use you to do to save lives. Do you know that you carry the hope of nations on the inside of you? Oh my goodness, who am I speaking to? There has to be at least seven people I'm speaking to this morning. Why am I trying to create this tension here? These boys were teenagers. Jesus was speaking to them about a harvest of which the first fruit, somebody say first fruit, was a street smart worldly woman who has had five different men in her life. So imagine maybe like a 13-year-old boy and Jesus is saying there is a city that you're going to save. That's the way some of you feel right now because God is saying the mission and commission concerning this house is not just for us to have all the scholars and be happy and jump and go to the beach and make waves on the waves. He's saying, for me. the cool did be that I'm sending you to overhaul the judicial system. Let me paint the picture in your mind. That somebody saying, God, my car has become his car. God is saying, I'm using you, I'm raising you to overhaul the transportation system of Nigeria. The <laughs> so whilst you're busy thinking, God, I don't have this, I don't have that. Or God, there's this people that has not gone. There's a healing anointing that is going to come out of you. That amen is too cold. That amen is too casual. He's saying, don't say, I'm young. That's what I told Jeremiah. Jeremiah said, ah, Lord God, I'm young. I cannot speak. Do you know what? Jeremiah was a teenager at the time God was speaking to him. Why is God interested in catching young people? The same reason why the devil is interested in catching young people. In fact, the devil is interested in catching young people because God is interested. The devil doesn't take initiative. He copies God. A pastor who works in a certain company, well, he doesn't work in the company, he works for a branding company that does work for an alcohol company, alcohol, alcoholic beverage company. And he said that one of their strategies is to get teenagers to start drinking. Now, because they have plotted the graph and they say, if it can get somebody to start drinking in his teenage years, it's going to take him an average of 30 to 40 years to break free. And so they're not thinking about holding him in captivity for 30 to 40 years they are calculating how many bottles per day for 40 years are you seeing the way they're thinking about the harvest oh come on are you seeing that the average drinker drinks how many bottles per week tell me about five the average person is going to have one night right I don't have experience help me some of you are like no no you ain't experience help me those of you who have experience tell me ten mr morgan no nah, no, i'm not saying you drink but yeah so everybody's now a disclaimer i'm tutorial I, I, I. two bottles every night so ten bottles right i want you i want to paint that harvest for you because yes we're going to get excited but i wanted to have something to muse on even though we're not a muse on ten bottles per week 52 weeks let's say he has 2 weeks of holy days Fifty weeks how many bottles does he spend does he drink per year 500 bottles in a year times 30 years help me mathematicians talk to me 20,000 bottles when Give, give it to me Five, 500 times 30 times yes times 30 15,000 bottles what's the average I want to show you something what's the average cost of a bottle 200 times 15,000 how much is that 3 million, Three million from How much more effective would we be if that three million is used to push a song or some tracks or to start a school or a business? Now the three million is not three million because inflation is gonna mark it up. Come on somebody. That means that if the guy gets married, he's taking three million naira out of the budget of his family, of recalibrate to the net present value of money, it's possibly gonna be about 15 million. And so a child gets poorer education. Oh, come on, people. That's money alone. Somebody say money alone. The money is the least part of it. How much of his physiology is damaged or affected? Give it to me, please. His liver, his lungs. Sometimes what you think you have liver for is taking your liver away from you. Give it to me. That uh, folks are like, see that's why they spend a lot of time in advertising it. Making it sleek and glamorous. Yeah. I an alcoholic, advertisements? you've seen cigarettes. Luxury, white pianos, grand marble porch. Come on people. Look at somebody say the harvest is there. Yeah. Say with more aggression in your spirit. Oh, oh, I know what's happening. Some of you are like, chai, my father took three million to go and drink. Yeah. And for some of the young people here who feel like it's cool, it's not cool, it will make you a fool. No. That's what Solomon says. He that wine is a mocker. Yes. It says it makes f- a fool of you. That's what he says. Yes, sir. That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> so bring it on. I love interaction. It's great. That's one person. Three million. Now, hundred people, how much is that? Three hundred million. Imagine. How many factories? How many, how many of you know that if your industry, if, if you were given a grant of three million naira, you could do a lot with it in the next 12 months? Do you know why you haven't gotten it? Because somebody should preach the gospel to is spending it in a pub. I'm not saying that's a specific reason. I'm just saying, think about opportunity costs. Are you with me? Look at somebody, say fornication has a budget. It's good to see you, man. Is that you? My gosh. An affair is expensive. Talk to me. I said, I've never had an affair before. Even though I'm fair. Ah, fair. <laughs> data. Money you should use to sponsor your children to school. So it's just data. It's just, it's just 1,000 Naira every night. On a girl that has been sent from hell. A thousand naira. That's 365,000 naira in a year. That is land in parts of Muwe and Ofada. Which in 20 years will be worth about 30 million. But you've bunted chasing the girl. From hell. Because you are pulled in by her smell. But one day she's gonna make you yell, come out of your shell. <laughs> <laughs> but, but get the somebody say the is there. Shout aloud of the harvesters there. How about the budget for hotels? You have to book the room, bribe the with the in a coded place. So coral, coral, coral. burning and feel you don't have. <laughs> Hiding. Bribing the front desk person, don't tell them I'm here. Lying. Getting your story straight. Say, where were you? Florence. Ah no, I don't mean the girl, I mean Italy. Say but you were in Nigeria yesterday. I, in my mind. <laughs> Go Florence. She will make her hair. Look at somebody and say, That's your harvest. That's your harvest. Look at somebody and say, That's your harvest. He's saying, God, when I become more confident, I will preach the gospel. Imagine if we waited till we had a place that we had access to 24 7 before starting Kings. Imagine if I was saying, Well, my, my living room doesn't look decent enough. My living room is not presentable enough. I, I need to represent God. God does not need material manifestation to validate His presence. It says, now is the time. Oh, God, God, you know, I still have these issues in my life. I'll become a part of the team when I get my life together. No, becoming part of this team will help you get your life together. We're not looking for perfect people. I'm not perfect. If you've heard me pray two or three times, you will know how imperfect I can be. But I've been perfectly assigned to your destiny. Nobody's looking for perfect people. He says the harvest is already there. Can you look at somebody eyeball to eyeball so you can see a reflection of yourself in their soul? Sorry, that's too deep. In their eyes and say, (laughs) You see what I'm saying? In their eyes and say, The harvest is ripe. (laughs) When we're talking about preaching the gospel, we're not just talking about filling the chairs of kings, we're talking about empty the seats in hell. The reason we want the first service to be full and the second service to be full and now that we fill this place in both services. The reason is not because I'm trying to be the fastest growing ministry, the biggest charismatic pastor, the most dynamic person who who can write and sing and, and coach and all of that. That's not the deal. All those expressions are perfectly aligned with one agenda. What's the agenda? If I can grow my influence, I can have more spaces to put in the gospel. somebody here in my heart I'm not trying to be popular but if God can use my popularity I'll surrender it to him if Jesus stood on the boat of Peter what's the boat a platform what's the boat an elevation so from the boat of Peter Jesus could be seen much further some of you are not going to be preachers in church but your excellence and finesse will give you a platform in the office that will allow people to re- respond to your light and say why are you so calm under pressure and then that will be the gateway for you to minister the gospel Is somebody hear what I'm saying when you run your dry cleaning business and then your shirt their shirts are sparkling and they say you are different from my old dry cleaner you will tell them this is good but there is somebody who can dry clean your soul and it does not use any kind of chemical he it uses his own blood and he washes you white as snow come on somebody that's the calling of our lives ransom, handsome ransom they will never ask you to pay a ransom because Jesus has been your ransom but when you dance the way you dance it's joy that you are expressing and releasing to the space for a depressed generation to pay attention your dance will not convert them but it will attract them. And when they're attracted, you share the gospel. It is the gospel that saves, not our charisma. But our charisma can be compelling. Do you know something? Because of my work as a coach and consultant, there are many Muslims on my contacts. They forward some of my Christian messages. They like my Christian, by the way, my message is not Christian, they're kingdom. (sighs) I have enough time to explain They like it, they share it. They may not understand the details of the message yet, but they like the man who has touched their lives. And based on that contact, now, don't look at me as one great, amazing man, and by the grace of God, I'm growing in greatness. But look at you as me to somebody else. What I am to you, you are to somebody else. Oh, come on, people so tag not everybody might be able to afford your tag prize but you can make them rich and hard for Christ Richard is his name so you're all there yeah. ibuku you can be the ibuku that somebody has been praying for do you know what Jesus said to them he said now it's time he said now it's time somebody say it's time let me give you four or five quick things on our list. Number one, what's, what time is it? It's time for what? It's time for you to see yourself the way God sees you. Yeah. This boy is like, I'm just an errand boy. I'm just a Jesus boy. I just buy bread and fish. I just, you know, organize the people when a miracle is in motion. Jesus is saying, you guys are not seeing yourselves the way I'm seeing you. The harvest that is coming out of Samaria, when it's not Luke and see. Do you know what was happening? according to a Bible historian that I started. That document or that report says that what was happening at the time was that because the woman had gone in to go and get the people in the city, people were beginning to come and when you see after our text the, the next verse after our text he says then people came out of Samaria and got saved. So the harvest that Jesus was speaking about was the human beings that were coming out somebody say people are already ready, are already ready. Lord if I share the gospel my reputation will die, let it die Paul shows us that when you die to yourself, God can cause your letters to live beyond you. What we call epistles are literally epistles. Epistles are letters. Which means that Paul was writing letters. Paul's goal in life was not to be the most red man, but I, I want to argue with you, he's possibly the most red man. Are you following this? More red than Jesus. Oh, come on, people. Even though he speaks about Jesus, but we have more of his writings than the writings of Jesus. Where did he write many of those things? In the prison. They may chain your hands, but they can't shut down your message. So see yourself, Paul, not as a prisoner. Do you know how he himself? Paul, an apostle in prison, but still an apostle. No money, but still an apostle tired but still an apostle single still an apostle in unilog with a carryover but God will use that carryover to carry you over still an apostle high five somebody say see yourself the way God sees you do you know that while Peter was busy chopping off somebody's ear watch the speed of cut off somebody's ear and Jesus did not cancel the eternal plan of allowing him preach the inaugural message of the church Mm. you don't get it this is not Peter cutting somebody's ear before Jesus' mentorship. He said, I've been mentoring some of you for about two years. You still do certain things that make me go. Wow. But, but I can deal with it. Some of you are laughing because I don't want to look at it. we <laughs> we've spoken about this. I taught you this. I modeled this. Now, this guy chops off. Do you know what Jesus, first someone that Jesus preached, blessed are the meek. Shine shall the be you know, people might not remember all your messages, but remember the first one. And sometimes the last one, right? What was the first message? Blessed are they meek. Cutting oh, off somebody's ear, is he meek? What was the last message? Wash their feet. Serve. Peter said, don't wash my feet. If you do, <laughs> I don't wash your feet, no part. Next day, took sword and cut off somebody's ear. Do you understand? Now, Jesus would said, hey, these people are not ready for ministry. Uh, God, let's postpone three more years. Are you getting this? Some of you don't feel ready. That, ah, how can I usher people into church? I, I, I want to join the ushering team. Ah, But I know what I did last year. What if one of the people I'm welcoming, people I... I be, hey! Overpower! Those are some of the issues some of us have. Can I, can I talk to you? Yes, but you're still thinking about yourself. Jesus never said look at yourself. He said look at the harvest. Because yes, if you look at yourself, you won't see the harvest. If you see the harvest, you stop seeing yourself. Whenever anybody becomes selfish, it's because they have lost sight of what Jesus is pointing to. You can see what Jesus is pointing to. You're looking at yourself. Number two, number one is, why well, it's time to see yourself the way. Number two, it's time to see the harvest for what it is. What is the harvest? Because some of you are, you, you go on Instagram and you see this lady that looks like she's lost a kilogram. 36, 26, 36, statistics. Looking hot like this sticks play. (laughs) Drum sticks. Yeah? And you're like, oh, what a life. And God's looking like she's a dead soul. You don't look that good on the outside, but your soul is saved. She looks great on the outside, but her soul is dead. And you are admiring a corpse. for what it is it does not matter if it's a billionaire if his soul is not saved he's gonna end up in hell and I know hell is not so popular these days you know people preach grace see God is a God of grace a God of truth and Jesus said verily verily I say unto you many will be our time but we've nation with nation of teeth now somebody goes like well God is a God of grace see if sin and its consequences were not so severe, why would God send His Son to go through such excruciating pain? Why, if it wasn't that severe, why? Why would He do that? Uh, am I increasing the tension? Oh, uh, I need to increase the tension. Yeah, <laughs> you need to feel the weight of what we do, because when you do this, when you understand the weight, your attitude changes. Why do the cigarette? Why my boys? I- Secret producers. <laughs> I mean, uh, the example I used earlier, alcohol, we, we didn't even talk about condoms. Why do they advertise? Why do they sponsor obscenities? Why do they, why would they sponsor a show? You know that show? Yeah. On television. With hundreds of millions and then the show that B is going on for. By the way, B is, on, is going to be on television. The governor, the man we call the governor. I was on a reality TV show, look at some and say that's, that that's how star that do. Look at some and say this is a house of stars. Find your, Find your spot and shine. And it's amazing how you attract people and you can raise people who are thinking that way. Ten years ago I was on a reality TV show. It's changed my life. Be as faithful as is in this house, that thing is gonna change his life. Yeah. It's not just gonna win, it's gonna expose him. And we're going to vote now. Why would they sponsor his show with just maybe a couple of tens of millions? And this one hundreds of millions? Because they keep investing in their harvest. Somebody say harvest. Harvest. Because if I promote iniquity, they will drink when they drink. Won't they drink? Won't they smoke? Won't they use condoms? Wouldn't they gamble? So, see it as when you see humans from today, don't just see them as pretty looking, see them either as harvest or a harvester. A believer is a harvester, an unbeliever is harvest. Stop getting distracted by the frills. Look at somebody say, Are you a harvest or a harvester? <laughs> sorry I'm still being harvested <laughs> like one leg in <laughs> By the way, I actually discovered the, the legwork, the history of that legwork was somebody was trying to shake off beach sand from their legs Read them. wow amazing, I discovered it yesterday because you know, that kind of thing <laughs> look at someone say the harvest, the harvest is waiting for you number three It's time for you to make a decision to become a laborer. Don't be an observer. Don't be a casual person. Don't walk into a church service an hour into the service or 30 minutes. Laborers, do they have call time or not? Tourists can show up almost any time. Look at somebody say, we're not raising kingdom tourists. You know, Taurus? Ah, that's good. Ah, that's what they do. They used to be at Ah, I know them. Ah, they've tried Oh, Ah, fantastic. Some of you, you've, the Lord has brought you to Kings. But before the Lord brought you to Kings, you were in a ministry where you became an analyst. Yeah. And you're so used to analysis that anytime you join a local church, a local assembly, you wear the analysis cap. Yeah. Lab coats. You know, lab coats, experiment. Let's see how it goes. Look at someone say, Make a decision. Make a decision. Jesus said, The harvest is why, in one place, says, Send the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into his field. A laborer does not think about his mascara. Have you seen a laborer thinking, hmm, <laughs> mwakbao? Have you seen that? Oh, come and talk to me, guys. Are the laborers concerned about how they look? Some of them have six-pack. Some are even more than six, like. But that's not what they are flaunting. They are concerned about the work. The work. And as long as there's a soul that is not safe, we have work to do. Look at somebody say we have work to do. I love that energy raise the temperature so we have work to do. As long as people are hosting live events on Instagram and paying girls to shake up their booties, dehumanizing their essence, we have work to do. Our work cannot just be to criticize yeah. and analyze and crystallize and publicize by criticizing. Our work has to be to have a countercultural message, which is the blood of Jesus, the finish work on the cross. It's that same message that's been piercing the gates of hell from the resurrection, the time that Jesus got out. That same message was what subdued the powers of Rome. That same message was what men, women were willing to die for that became light and fires as they were strong, around sticks to light up the parties souls were burned people were consumed by that same message they lay down their lives and they will tie one leg to one horse here and one leg to the other horse there and they will rip them apart lions will eat them alive sometimes they will drag them alive on their backs all across the rough roads of the Roman Empire until their flesh became flayed and their skin was skinned off people died for that same message we cannot be casual with it, we cannot be ordinary with it, we cannot be complacent we cannot be cold, we cannot just dance and party, we must have our hands on the plow, we must give to it, we must serve for it we must sweat for it, we must identify Jesus said if you are not gathering with me you're scattering you must decide today, either I'm a laborer or I'm not a part you know what Jesus said He said, I would rather that you are cold or hot. He says, lukewarm stuff, I don't do. Ask my wife. She's known me for about 11 years now. You've known me for how many years? Eight, nine? Do I do lukewarm stuff? Lukewarm. I don't do it. I don't do it. I'm either there or I'm not there. If I'm not hot yet, I'm asking questions. And I'm asking the people who can answer the questions. What about this? What about this? What about that? So if you're in this house, either you're hot and burning or you are in the process asking questions how does this work how do I serve you can't be casual this is not the house for casual people bless the Lord for hundreds and thousands of fantastic churches that are very great and doing amazing things and some of them might have room for lukewarm people but look at somebody say we're not lukewarm here there is no lukewarmness there is no passivity there is no apathy there is no let's see how it goes we are raging fire we are burning flames we are moving weeds. We are a ghost of divine glory. We are a wind from heaven. Who am I? I I thought I was going to have people respond to that. We are passionate, intense. This is what we're doing. We are raising kings. And it's not a casual assignment. If men can run to the embassy for visas, disgrace themselves at parties for John of Rice, why will I not embarrass myself for Jesus? Why will I? Sashi Umakailara It means it will fold your body. Are you getting what I'm saying? Do you know why? Because if you are cold and casual. You are contributing to the rot in the generation. That's the truth. That's the truth. And if you're cold and casual, and like, okay, maybe I don't belong to this house. Maybe you should go to the house because the Lord's army is in divisions. I said division is not in division or disunity. I mean, their ranks, that's what Joel says. They will not break their ranks. That means that not everybody is called to the same ministry. Are you hearing what i'm saying but i believe that some of you this is the word you needed you need somebody to challenge you you need somebody to poke you you need somebody to incise you and say stop doing back and forth here and there elijah said how long will you vacillate between two alternatives Is god is god let him be god If seven is god or the idols of your heart or the longings of your soul or the ambitions of your history or the suggestions of your generation then go and serve that but if God is God be a laborer Paul says do not be slothful in business but fervent serving the Lord look at somebody and tell them I'm a laborer, I'm a laborer. if you are not a laborer don't lie but if you know that this word is the conviction you needed, some of you were just on the edge. You're like, should I join the service team or not? Should I do master life or not? Should I, I don't even know what master life. Should I ask questions or should I be doing my own generalization, mm-hmm. So I need to cross over. Some of you just crossed over. Congratulations. Because I'm going to close with this part. Do you know what he said to them? He said that this label. I sent you to reap that for which you have not others have and you have entered into their labor. The labor that you're entering into is not the labor of planting. Is the labor of harvest. In other words, what God is saying and he says us, he said that he who reaps, what does he do? And What's the fruit for eternal life? The souls and the reward you will get where? But what are the wages? What are the wages? Now! God is saying that when you engage in labor for my kingdom, not only will you gather fruit for eternal life, there are wages here. And let me tell you something. I was telling my wife yesterday or two days ago, we're on the way somewhere. I said, you know, it has occurred to me that for the last 11 to 12 years, I've not been on a salary. Except when I was a missionary and that was statutory because I needed that to have my papers. I said, I've not lived on a salary for 11 to 12 years. I've lived on honorariums and divine gifts and investments and proceeds. And I'm a living witness that God pays well. By the way, I've not taken a loan since 2008. Because what does God say? He said, I say to you, I send you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labors. He says, The person that reaps this harvest, you will have wages. Oh my God. Do you know what some of those wages are? Cars that you wouldn't have to buy. Oh, some of your amen is to know. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. This is God. This is not materialism. This is what God is saying. I will show you. Can you give me Mark chapter 10 verse 30? As I begin to wipe it up. Wipe it up. Round it off. Mark 10 verse 30. Thank you very much. Please go to verse 20, 29, 28. I think it's 29. Oh, now, now look at this. Then Peter began to say to him, Who's him? Jesus. Jesus. What did he say? Come on, guys, look at that. Do you know how many things I've left to do this work? Do you know how many things she's left? As in, my wife, I've all touched. As in, this woman, I love her. I've loved her before I married her. Then I married her and I loved her more. Then I impregnated her and I loved her <laughs> Then she had babies for me and I loved her more. Then she's moved her life around for me. Do you know one of the reasons why it's easy for her to move her life around for me? Because I've moved my life around for my pastors and for mentors and for people that would never pay me back. I've moved my life around for people that have cursed me in my absence not knowing that I was going to hear about it. And I still love them. I've moved my life around for you. Yeah. Sunday morning, some pastors think I'm proud. They say, come and preach for me on Sunday. You know you're very hot. My congregation need you Sunday morning. So say, come and preach. I say, I don't leave my people on Sunday morning. I travel. When I travel, I'm in the, in the country. I come back the Saturday. I have to come back the Saturday for where we are. It's not always going to be like that, but for where we are. And I was out of the country for the longest time, two Sundays in August because I've moved my life around for you. Now when I say I've done that is because you are to somebody what I am to you. Who are you moving your life around for? Who are you inconveniencing yourself for? What of you which of your plans are you shelving? When my pastor sent me to London, I had to die to the things I had built in Nigeria. The reputation, the notoriety, the expression, because God must entrust you with serving somebody else's assignment before he can trust you with yours. Must is the system of God. Jesus said to John, baptize me. John said, yeah, you are the reason for my life. He says, let's feel all righteousness. What's it saying? It is righteousness for even the greater sometimes to strip himself of his greatness and come under the hand of another. Says righteousness, that's righteousness. That's it's right with God. Peter said, "See Jesus, we have left all and followed you. What is he saying, Jesus? My life must not be a mess. Oh, I must not be a laughing stock. Oh, I must never be a waste. That's what he was saying. He wasn't just saying. He wasn't informing Jesus. <laughs> Candace saying Peter doesn't follow you my life must not be our that's what it was saying I left my, my feet it says they left all I'm not even sure that Peter sold the boat a boat today a boat back then was similar to an oil rig because the major thing was agrarian and fishing left it. He says we've left all of that. What did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? What does assuredly mean? When the assurance himself is using assuredly he's saying this word is as true as I am. I'm giving you double insurance that if you follow me. He says there is no one. Somebody say no one. Who has left what? All. God is saying sometimes your calling will call you away from your brothers. Doesn't mean you de brother them, it means you not be as available. Are you hearing this? My brother, before I relocated to Canada many years ago about three years ago, four years ago, when I lived to Canada he was living in Lagos. We used to see four times or three times a year. I was in Lagos, he was in Lagos three or four times. One of the times would be in Ibadan when we meet at home. I'm not as available because of the assignment. I'm not saying become weird, become, I don't think you think thinking weird. But brothers or what? Or, 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 he's not talking about divorce. He's talking about when your wife wants you to hug and cuddle and you have to rise and pray by 2 a.m. And she knows all about that i don't take it for granted because i tell her sometimes if, if i was a woman i would want to marry me but i'm not sure i will I, I really love me i really admire me but i'm not sure this guy you're too you're too like into this kingdom thing but she's seen me make those adjustments and so it's easier for her to make it she's seen the lord bless me through this adjustment are you following that And so she sees that that it's a it's a pattern he says the people who have left house who have left brothers who have left sisters father mother or wife or children or for my number one anything you are leaving let it be primarily for Jesus not because the pastor called for it not because society thinks is right but the second part is for the gospel sometimes you will enter into a ministry and see a need there or there might be a call and God is saying that you're doing this for the gospel what did Jesus say? He said who shall not do what? next verse please. Who shall not? A? When? 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 God is not a cruel employee he's saying now when in this time he will reap a hundredfold of what houses and brothers and and how many of you found your brothers are kings how many of you are closer to people at kings than you are to people at home that's what it's talking about notice it didn't put wives there you'll reap a hundred wives so I've given up wife. Ah, hundred women. Shakiti <laughs> Say that there's no wives involved. He said that they're reaping this life, children. So spiritual children. So there's some of you who call me pops. That's what he's talking about. Spiritual children. You will reap them a hundredfold. And but with what? It's part of the package you know somebody said to me that she got all about kings just amazed you know what the what the family member said what I want for any kings here me what it means is like they've put some potion in a food, in, in a meal for you I said, ah yeah so they give me a potion I've eaten it I'm in love because the people that Jesus rec- recruits it's a call to an addictive compelling Paul says woe to me if I preach another gospel woe to me. If I stop preaching the gospel I'll I'll preach it in the posts, I'll preach it in the song, I'll preach it in the training I can't stop. It says and in the age to come what will they reap? Does this sound like John chapter 4? He said that he that reaps he gathers Wages and gathers fruit for eternal life. So the wages are the hundredfold. Wages are installmental benefits that are dispensed to you as you do a certain work. Some of you, this month of October, the Lord will give you wages. I pray that as our second anniversary apart from this property we've been blessed with for as many as have been faithful, consistent, persistent, standing with us in this house this month of October you'll receive something special it will be something distinctive it will be something transformational it will be something exceptional in the name of Jesus finally, can you read that line? but many who are will be and and you know what that means some people who are the first to join kings they'll be the last to commit some of you are joining today this is your first time you've said it this is my house that's what is part of what it's talking about that's not the entirety but that's part of it there are a story of two sons in the Bible the father sent the first one that first one said, ah I will do it I will run after it Initial gra-gra. you know when you get a leadership you give people time to prove their loyalty and their commitment because everybody can respond at the first call. Isn't that so? Oh talk to me, guys. Everybody can. Ah, we are the kingdom generation. We love God. Everybody can do that. But character doesn't hide for too long. It shows up. My friends come into this place and you hear a story. Tom has known me for how how long have you known me? 15, 16, 17 years? Hear about early 2000s in Unilag, right? Have I become different? Have I been consistent? I'm asking, have I been consistent? I didn't emerge from the blues. This is not an act, this is not a show. I'm not trying to impress anybody, I don't even need them. I'm too old for that now. You know, at some point in your life, you just know that you're too old to be pretending. What, what, what that was get on with it and live your life right to hold for that said, But many who are first will be last and many who are last will be first some of you are the last to get saved but you be part of the leadership of this house and there's a calling on maybe a charge to those who already feel I'm at the forefront of what God is doing right now let me tell you what the next six months the look of this house will change the Lord is bringing new people it's not a competition or a contest it's about you finding your place and being useful so when to move to the new place there's more room and we'll give you the timelines for that so we're likely still going to be here for another two months because we need to touch it up and fix it up and do all of that but I want to make a call today. The first call I want to make. And I know you know this is not a celebration message, right? But we need to remember the reason we're celebrating. Do you, you gather? It says that in the days of Noah, people will be drinking and eating. Drinking and eating as a way. Someone says the house of sorrow is better than the house of joy. Why was it saying that? It wasn't a sadist. It was saying that the house of sorrow allows people to reflect and to understand the reason for life in the first place. I want to assure you, and I made this promise, some of you have been with me for two years. I said to me, if you're with me for three and a half years, and B is a testimony, my wife is a testimony, Uche is a testimony, and when I say testimony, people are already beginning to walk, and there are many, many other people. I saw Cooper's speakers yesterday as a part of his DJ business. I know when he used to borrow turntables and all of that. I said to them, if you follow me for three and a half years, I can't guarantee if you jump ship, and I can't say stay for three and a half, you know, it's a free word, but I can promise you something. If you follow my leadership, my teachings, my training for three and a half years, you're going to become a leader in your space. It's a promise. It's something I sought the Lord with and he gave me a template on how to transform in life forever for three and a half years. So Jesus did it and he showed me how to do it. I can also guarantee that if you jump in, you jump out, you jump in, you jump out, as like beans that you put inside hot water, you bring it out put it out, I can guarantee that consistency stay the course, steadfast, immovable always abound in the work of the Lord I want to make a call some calls, the first call is this I'm joining this house I've had questions, I've visited once or twice I've, I've visited, my friends are all hypey about it, I want it to be the first sort of people to stand even if you've told me that decision, maybe in the last one or two weeks, I wanted to join the people who are standing. Like, I'm, I'm planting myself. You told me two weeks ago, stand planting in this house, joining. You told me last week. Yeah, I want. If you told me last week or this week, it, it doesn't matter if you're visiting, but you're saying, I like this. This, maybe I don't like the sobriety of a message, but I know this is the truth that this young man is speaking about. I, w- I want you to stand, join me. Thank you, my sister. Thank you, my brother. Joining this house, I don't want to visit. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank. You. Come on, let's celebrate. Come on. I know you from Instagram land, Facebook land. Thank you, thank you. Remain stand. Come on, I, I thought you all give them a warmer welcome. I don't want to be a tourist anymore. I don't want to be a tourist anymore. I don't want to be a tourist anymore. If you're already a member of the house, we say I'm taking the next level of commitment. Whether you're on what we call the service team now, which is going to change in the next two months. I'm going to give everybody on the service team to reevaluate their commitment. Everybody. And we'll possibly, we'll, I'm not promising that, but I'll we'll possibly do it every two years. Because people become familiar with things and familiar with systems and familiar with positions and places. And they lose the essence. It's just human nature. Maybe you're on the service team. Or you're not yet on the service team. You've been in the house, regular, consistently. Like, Pastor, I want to join you in ripping the harvest I want to join in getting process off the streets training people, equipping disciples I want to join you in giving up lands and houses and mothers and children and all of them I want to anyone like that who's joining us this morning stand taking the next step taking the next step, no pressure it's, it has to come from your heart whether you're on the service team or not whether you're on the service team or you're like I'm taking the next step taking the next step of my commitment taking the next step taking the next step I'm still waiting the Lord is working on hearts it's a moment of conviction personal decision you know why it's important check it throughout the bible jesus will start with a crown and whittle it all the way down i love it that's when you get the purity i love it Gideon 32,000 Gideon Baba Baba. I like there are too many <laughs> you don't understand what i want to do there are too many trip it down 22,000 left 10,000 so there are too many there are too many Two men trip it down, 300 people. I'm still waiting for more people. They're like, I'm on the service team, but I'm taking the next step. I'm not on the service team, I've been in the me- membership, but I'm taking the next step. I'm raising my commitment to another level. I don't want to be a cold casual observer anymore. I don't want to, I don't want to be told something five times before I get it. I don't want that. some people this is the first day in this guy. for some people this is the last day i know what i'm doing i came with a sword this morning that's what jesus said so i came with a sword separate new levels require separation separate unto me paul and barnabas for the work the work of god requires separation you can't mix it god is not a mixologist he's a puritan Separate. The foul from the unclean Unclean does not mean you're living in sin, it means your motives are not pure, your intentions are not straight. Does not mean you're fornicated. When it said that, lest there be any fornicator amongst you, like Esau, it wasn't saying that Esau was sleeping with women up and down, maybe he did, but that's not what it was talking about. It was saying that Esau sold his pottage, he did not know the value of what he was handling, so for his hunger, rather, yeah, he sold his pottage, uh, he bought. He sold his birthright by taking the pottage that Jacob uh, offered. Now, they were saying that Esau is a fornicator because he has undue intimacy with the wrong thing. You understand that? That's what it means by fornicator. And so, God is calling people out of fornication now. People that are standing, you're saying, I'm not here for the frills, I'm not here for titles, I'm not, here for, I'm not even here for. You know, the love between PDMs and LT is so compelling and attractive. I'm not here for that. Here to serve. There's a harvest, and I'm partnering with the harvest. Like Jesus, I can promise you, you do this hundredfold. I can promise you, follow my leadership, my teachings. Jesus said, hold on to my teachings. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I want to give everybody standing a card. Everybody standing, including service team members. And what I wanted to put for those who are just joining, for those who are just joining, making Kings their church, their local assembly, just put what I wanted to put is this joining afresh, as in joining afresh. If you're already a member of Kings, join the service team, increasing your commitment, just put next step, taking the next step, taking the next step so we can have differentiation. Quickly do this and then we'll just go into a final session of Thanksgiving. <laughs> You don't need to put in all those details. Just put your name, phone, number, email address. That's all. And then name, phone, number, email address in the next step or joining afresh. Joining afresh or taking the next step. you got to take the next step. It's not a walk if you're standing still. Yeah, know, it's not a walk. It's this? Understand are Walk means that you're taking the next step. You see that? A walk requires steps. Require. And some of you're you're seated because you're thinking, Ah, I don't want to commit to. So I was telling the story of those two boys. The first one says, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. Second one said I won't do it. You know who eventually did it? The one who said he won't do it. And the one that said he would do it did not do it. Start anything. Right, it's not anything within six months. Some people will come and say, I'll be with you forever. Give them another six months, they will not be there. Some of them they didn't have bad intentions, they just got into a bad situation, they didn't envisage. Some of them did not know what the work required, and some of them had negative intentions from the onset. So, I'm used to separation. the fact, I couldn't be here without separation. You see. Paul says, God, who separated me from where? My mother's womb. Even twins and born at the same time. Separation is key to progress. is very key. Separate the wheat from the chaff. Separate the clean from the unclean. Separate the vile from the pure. Separate it. I came with a sword, faith. came with a sword. Jesus said, I didn't come. Just to smile, I came with a sword to separate. It. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm excited about the separation. The mixed multitude cost Israel a lot of problems. The journey would have been 11 years if it was pure breed. It took 40, sorry, 11 days. It took 40 years because of the mixture. Their faith was not pure. I don't want to see your silly and I don't So my to say I don't. I do. A new beginning. A new day. A new day. A new day. A new beginning. Dammit, you ready? Damn is going to lead us in. I'll tell you when it's time, just about 10, 15 minutes, in 10s, about 12 minutes, praise and worship and then we'll, we'll go and give our offerings, and we're we'll going to be done. If you're down feeling, can you raise it so an usher can just get it, so just your full name, email address, phone number, and then either starting the fresh, or taking the next step beautiful. You can pass it, pass it on. Pass it on. Glory to God. You know, one of the signs that you've been formed into something is that you can reproduce anything that you got, <laughs> if you get what I'm saying. What I mean by that is, the Lord has helped us move from 10 people to about 200 people, membership on database about 300, but we're talking about people that come in two to three times average in four weeks, You have about 200 regular people in that, in that space from 10 to that number I don't mind whittling the service team to 20 or 30 or 40 I don't know how many people but we'll reproduce it because what God is looking for it says to present a church to himself without spot or wrinkle let me show any such thing he wants to present it to himself it's not even for the world he'll display to the world the manifold wisdom of God but There's a quality that he desires. You know, there's a way somebody will edit your work or design your stuff. Then you do it yourself in a way. And that's what God is calling us to. And it's not a sentimental calling. It's a strong spiritual calling. And I'm happy I can leave you with some weight in your spirit. Father, we thank you for everybody. If you stood up, please stand with me. Stand up. Stand with us. The name of Jesus Christ. We just thank you so much. Thank you for grace now that is poured forth, abundant grace. Can you raise your hands if you're standing? I pray release of grace, fresh grace, renewed grace, strength because you have chosen to do the work beyond the required strength strength beyond the obvious strength beyond the usual strength beyond what you knew before strength beyond your previous capacity strength in the name of jesus you will not labor in your own natural ability Paul says, I labor, yet not me. It's the grace of God. He says, I labor more abundantly. Labor more abundantly. Labor more abundantly. The grace to labor more abundantly. You know, the labor of Paul was what distinguished him. It wasn't just the grace. <laughs> he labored with the grace. He labored with the grace. The grace is constant. The labor is the coefficient. He labored with the grace. You will labor with this grace. And you emerge with distinction in your generation. You emerge with distinction in your generation. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. You may quickly be seated, all eyes closed. The most important call I'm going to make today is for that person who's not even born again. And you know it in your heart. You're not even born again. You have not received the life of Jesus Christ. And so all the things I've said today has pierced your heart, has touched you somewhere or the other. But you're you're like, okay, so what next? So the thing is that God is love, and He knows your depravity and your fallen state and the lack and the loss, and He knows the issues and the struggles and the challenges and the difficulties and all of. He knows all of that. he's made provision he's provided a new life through his own death his burial resurrection what does his death mean it means that he died for your sake for your sins for your struggles for your issues he took them all on and he died for that but he didn't just die he was buried he went into the earth so that it can be that seed that will come out of the earth like a natural seed he becomes a spiritual seed to produce more fruits after his kind you sow a natural seed into the earth it comes out with natural fruit he goes in a spiritual seed in the earth it comes out with spiritual fruit and then he resurrected and ascended and he's now seated at the right hand of the father what the, does that mean that you will not die in the grave but you resurrect with him forever if you're the person you want to say I receive this provision plan I receive this redemptive right I receive this thing that God has done for me wherever you are place your hand on your chest right now wherever you are just place your hand on your chest you want to receive the life of Jesus want to receive the life of God place your hand on your chest right now in the name of Jesus Christ To be shy, there's no time to wonder. You know who's looking at me. That, that person is actually not that important in the grand scheme of God's agenda for your life. Everybody, let's say together in the name of Jesus. God, I receive your gift of salvation. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is your Son. He came to the earth for me, he died for me, resurrected for me, and I believe in him. Therefore, I am now one with him. Thank you for forgiving me of all of my sins. Thank you for washing me white as snow. Thank you for the joy of a new beginning. Thank you because my name is written in the book of life. Thank you, Lord. Give you praise and glory, God. In Jesus' name. Can somebody celebrate God? Can somebody celebrate God with more energy, with more life? The word says, When a soul is saved, there is rejoicing in heaven. Glory to God. The generation is rising